Welcome to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim the Freedom Marion. Oh, I'm here, Kevin. How are you, buddy? I'll live in the dream, Tim. Live in the that dream. Is that well, that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Like just live the dream. Hoka hay or something, right? Isn't that I don't know. Some old Indian saying. I'm here for it. Sure, man. Uh but we got a fun show, guys. I, I, I we're already getting requests for a fun show i mean some of the stuff's gonna be interesting you know how we do like first two segments a bit more serious third one usually unless we're on like a, a long topic we do something a bit lighter so trisha on youtube says please make me laugh i think the whole uh effing world needs to laugh hey, too much pain in the she's, she's yeah. right man this 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 simulation that's being run right now is there's there's a lot of a lot of pain a lot of pain going on kevin yeah that's done Time to reset the simulation. Yeah. You hear that, lizard people? Just reset it. They, I don't know. <laughs> they are resetting it, and I don't like what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, Tim's like, ah, oh, no, I don't like the, the this great reset talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This great reset. Uh, there we go. All right, so like, have we got our conspiracy theorist stuff out now? Like, have we, well, we, have we got to have our system? I, I don't know. I Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I do. I mean, last right, week right. was that was just science. You even agreed. So <laughs> I, I don't have a new conspiracy theory for this week other than, I don't know, that guy in, in Puerto Rico. I don't know. He's odd. Oh, you know, at, actually, maybe we'll talk about that, like, either third segment or after. Yeah. The show. That's, yeah. Was it Puerto Rico? I thought it was uh, Panama. Um, Panama. Panama. It starts with a P, Kevin. <laughs> How about that? That's yeah. Panama, Puerto Rico. It's all, you know. So, near the Caribbean, right? It's all stored very close in the Freedom Variant's brain, Kevin. The words that start with P. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that maybe maybe we'll get to that too, folks. So, um, you know, we'll go in in like fifteen seconds and kick things off. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Marion. I'm here, Kevin. I'm here. It's Tuesday night. Not necessarily, I don't know what, what what's our normal night anymore, Tuesday night or Wednesday night, but we're doing the pre-record for the WYSL audience. And, uh, you know, we've got a radio show. That's right. No, we're on WYSL 8 p.m. And if you're listening live, listen to us Tuesday evening. We we try to go for Tuesday. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way. But we're, we do our live broadcast on Facebook, on Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson pages, the Tim O'Connor pages. We have a Free Solution group. There's also Twitter as well. All these places. And you can comment, participate in the show live. So if you're hearing us throughout the show talking about like so-and-so on Facebook, that's where that's coming from. Yeah. That's how we're doing that. Um, you know, we got Patricia and Brian already on. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. And uh, we got we got a few things. We're going to talk about some New York State stuff. Governor Hochul um, dedicating some money to monitoring online speech. 
Um, and some stuff uh, Nikki Haley said about online speech as well and an anonymous online speech. And then maybe we'll get to some like education stuff. We'll, we'll get to, I don't know, we, we have a few different topics that we can talk about today, folks. And then maybe some fun stuff at the end, like Bernie Sanders uh, stopping a fist fight uh, in a U.S. Senate committee meeting. And the greatest libertarian so, candidate of all time. But we're going to save that for oh, later. Like we've got a, the real deal. We've got a celebrity. They've just filed a run as uh, a, a libertarian candidate. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. <laughs> all right yeah we're we're definitely gonna talk about that that's for sure <laughs> yeah uh so, so so make sure you stick around all three segments you know how it is uh third segment that's that's when stuff gets weird <laughs> and certainly that's going to be the case yeah, today guaranteed. all right so let, let let's oh let's, i said uh, guaranteed guaranteed yeah let's uh but let's talk about the new york state stuff uh so governor hokel uh just put out a thing yesterday saying that uh that, that i'll share the statement on our, our facebook stuff again another benefit to listing online is it and even if you're listening to us on radio and you're like what are you what are these guys talking about a lot of times we share links and whatnot so we you can look up the stories that we're talking about um we're referencing um but they, they put out a thing and said, following an increase in hate and bias incidents, Governor Hochul deploys additional staff, the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and they uh, dedicated $2.5 million uh, to uh, state police investigators and the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force, uh, New York City, Albany, Buffalo, and Rochester. And they're saying there's like a rise in like hate speech incidents, a lot of it related to anti-Semitic hate speech, anti-Muslim hate speech, uh, and and. and hate incidents uh and so they're they're dedicating a bunch of money to do this um well i mean they're gonna do a great job of controlling speech but are they gonna do anything to control thought like can they like that 2.5 million dollars simply isn't enough money to really reach into people's brains and and control what they're thinking (laughs) yeah well so there's two interesting things about this like so so one is like you know, I, I don't want to dismiss that like this sort of thing happens, right? Like it, it does happen. There, there, there are jerks out there, and and people who have like ugly beliefs, and sometimes those folks act on those beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I get that, right? And that's a legitimate role for police to like try to either prevent or catch people who do actual violence, right? Sure. Or try to commit acts of violence. Fair enough. I, I get that, right? Like the 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 couple weird parts about this is one is like. It, the number of incidents we're talking about are like relatively few again not that it's like worth dismissing completely but they talk about like anti-muslim incidents um in october went from zero to eight you know in in a that's in an area it's not that many like again it's it's not great like the eight eight things are not great but like relative to everything else going on yeah that's an infinite number from zero to eight is in well, that's that's kind of how they frame it. They they talked about like a two hundred and fourteen percent spike in anti Jewish incidents. Again, there are things that happen. There's there's like a weird incident that happened in Rochester where someone like kind of went into a synagogue and like started like yelling, but like that guy kind of seemed like maybe possibly mentally ill. Um, and so like, there's like incidents like that. But two hundred fourteen percent sounds like really huge, but we're talking about like relatively small numbers. Again, don't want to totally dismiss like what's going on, like. But it's a relatively small number of things, right? The part that creeps me out is like, okay, so they take these these incidents, right? And they take some of the stuff like, you know, some of the protests in New York City, like some people were not great. Um, some, some of the, um, you know, they would call them like pro-Hamas protests. Like some of them, some people did say some anti-Semitic stuff there. You know, 
they got a bit rowdy. Like I think the name of one of them was also the flood, which was the like operation name for the incident where Hamas killed those like fourteen hundred Israelis. I- Pretty ugly name for a pro-Palestinian protest. So you're going to run through Brooklyn? Like, good lord! Like, why would you? Why would you name it that and then go? Anyway, some people aren't great, but we do have free speech. It's important to maintain that speech. Um, and you know, as long as no one's actually hurting anyone or taking their stuff, it's a bit. Um, you know. They, they have the right to do that, even if I disagree with it, right? And we've talked about this on, on campus stuff and other things, too. Uh, the, the weird part about this one, though, is is they're, they're talking about, like, increasing, you know, it, like, it, this is a quote from the governor. We're, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, uh, what's being said on social media platforms, Governor Hochul said. Uh, we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being po- spoken about on online platforms. Our social media analysis union has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. Okay. You know, like incitements to violence. What does that mean? Like, are they, they they're organizing protests anyway. The protests get violent. What are they going to do about it? Like, yeah. And, and that's... And like and again, that's why I run the concerns. Like I'm not particularly on board with with some of the pro-Palestinian protests, even when I'm I'm critical of the state of Israel. But uh, it it kind of seems like you're monitoring like you know people who are just trying to organize and free speech activity. Like and it, it's like very much veering into that direction. And this, and this is a, like a concern that happens over and over again. Like this happened with like Black Lives Matter organizing. It happened, you know, supposedly with like Tea Party organizing, things like that, too. Like this is a thing government always wants to do. They always want an excuse to say we're just doing this to to make sure that we're catching any incitement to violence, which is maybe not the word. like there's there's a very, very limited definition of what incitement to violence actually means. And I don't know that they're actually going to be following it. And then there's, you know, like direct threats of violence. Sure. Right. Like if you're you're directly threatening someone. Yeah, I get that. But like it sort of just feels like this is setting up infrastructure that somewhat already exists, but expanding infrastructure to monitor dissidents of a political opinion that Kathy Hochul happens to not agree with. I don't like it. I don't blame you for not liking it. And I think that as we see this world grow all I can call it is increasingly authoritarian, Kevin, that, that, and Orwellian, right? Like every day we turn around, we see one more, like we're, we're, this subject just scratches the surface. We're going to be our, our next segment or later on in this segment, we're going to be talking about another authoritarian psychopath pulling the same kind of nonsense, advocating for the same kind of stuff where we scare people, where we use the government to shut down conversations and where we use the government in this authoritarian notion that the government can keep you safe from from threats and from your feelings getting hurt i just don't know where it stops i guess i I, i'm trying to find the right no yeah and and that's the that's the thing too right like no it's it's (laughs) forgive me for not totally trusting governor hochel's reading of the constitution (laughs) (laughs) like just experiences taught me particularly how she reads things related to the Second Amendment, that maybe she's like interpreting those in a way that's politically advantageous for her rather than like the constitutionally correct way of interpreting things like incitement to violence, which, again, is like very, very narrow. Like incitement to violence is very pretty much like you telling someone to do a thing and them immediately doing something violent. Like that's that's what that is. It's 
go kill this person, go like burn down this building, this specific person, tell them, telling them to do a specific thing. Like incitement to violence is a real thing, but that's the same reason why, like when people talk about like Trump inciting violence, like on January 6th, like it doesn't really work that way. They couldn't quite get him on that stuff. And they probably won't quite get him on that stuff because like, it's got to be like very direct. Right. It doesn't stop them from still alleging it and still making the allegation and still pretending on some level that that's yeah. what they're prosecuting him for, for, for the incitement to riot on January 6th. And so I think that my conspiracy theory that I presented last week, the, the government is there to control us. They're manipulating us. And I, I'm, I don't know how to fix it. Again, we get into this situation. No, I mean, like the 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 way you fix is you keep you know you keep calling it out, you keep telling representative. Like, I mean, like the the way I think about like this type of stuff, like specifically like speech type of stuff, right? Because like with speech stuff, like it's it's such a an important but fragile thing because like everyone, except for like maybe like some libertarian weirdos like us, like everyone kind of like gets to think like, okay, like I'm mostly for free speech, but insert speech that like they don't like ah this takes it too far and you shouldn't be able to say this thing or support this group right um and whatever that thing is and like the there's an importance around like building a culture of free speech and actually i'm, I'm reading a book right now it's really interesting it's um a jonah goldberg book so it's like a conservative you know conservative sure. guy he's like a never trumper type dude but conservative dude and uh it's called suicide of the west and he talks about like maintaining like the culture related to like freedom, liberty, free markets, Republican government and, and free speech among them, right? Like that yeah. that government and policy tend to follow culture, not the other way around. And so I like thinking about too, this though, I want to like that that's always something that gets said, but when I look at what's going on, I feel as though people are being led down authoritarian paths by by kind of like manipulating their identity, we get into identity politics. And I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt your flow there, but I just kind of no, wanted no, no. to it's... jump in. If I, I mean, like, I, I, I think that's like observationally true, like that, that politics is a lagging indicator of culture that, you know, pe the, the politics and the policies that emerge tend to be like somewhat slower than like culture that has already changed. Politicians like catch up later on because like entrenched politicians with entrenched ideas are slow to change because the structure that we have, you know, somewhat makes it difficult for like rapid change in politics right for good or ill right like it's it's both a good thing and a I bad think it's thing. A good thing um the less they do the that? happier i am you know no sure well i mean but sometimes if you need like positive change right like like talking about like something like age limits in congress and the presidency like that's not going to change anytime soon because all the incentives of the people in power right now are to, to not change that but without getting too far off topic my kind of overall point is that like a lot of governments, and this is a Republican thing, like we see this in Florida, Ron DeSantis does stuff like this. Uh, we see it in New York. Uh, Governor Hochul does stuff like this. Um, you know, we, we see it all over the place. You know, they say, OK, but like this type of speech is dangerous and like it can like it can incentivize it. Not incentivize, it can incite violence. It can like generate uh, or inspire people to like hateful actions. And I get it. And when people do that stuff, you, you should speak out against it. However, like you don't want government setting those arbitrary lines because the moment you start conceding that 
even for things that seem like relatively agreeable. You know, and again, I, I, I talked about this with someone on like a, a local NPR affiliate, like, even for things like, OK, like, should we like allow a Nazi rally to be in downtown Rochester? I mean, it's a whole like ACLU Skokie question, right. right? Like, should you allow that? Like, well, I don't like that. No. But like if you start giving someone that you don't like or someone that, that you like, like the power to do that stuff and then the party switch or shift ideologies or whatever, and suddenly they have this power that's robust and gets used. It can get used against you. Yeah. That that same thing. And again, this this is bizarre because when I was having the conversation, Trump was president. I was talking to a lefty, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like we got to ban all this stuff." I'm like, "You think Donald Trump is going to have your same definition of what hate speech is? <laughs> Come on, no way, no way." Nope. You know, again, do you want Trump using that? No, I don't want Trump using that. Even if you agree with the guy, I don't want him using that because he's he might bring that against other people whose ideas are. Maybe not good, but should be allowed because that is that space, that space for freedom of speech, that space for liberty is essential to a free society. You can't start chipping away. That is like the cornerstone to me of a free society is not throwing people in jail for speech. I, I want to point out that I think that free speech and this this concept that you're talking about where we can point at the left violates this concept of free speech and the right violates this concept of free speech and, and to the detriment of of everyone in in our society, the potential for for the other side taking power and using the rules made against them, it's yeah. it, and they both fail to adhere to a concept of free speech. It's always well, not that way, you know. Like, hey, hey, yeah. I mean, again, the, the left wingers talking about like the hate speech stuff. The the right wingers still talk about like, oh, well, like we need to ban pro Palestinian protests on campus right yeah. now because like it, it's really anti Semitic. No, 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 no. Again, some of these guys are jerks. I get it, but. We you don't want to get in the game, Republicans, of banning speech on campus that you don't like. That's going to go poorly for you. Yeah. Like it's just. Yeah. And, and the left is doing it all the time. They're constantly trying to find ways yeah. hate speech or or hurtful speech or bullying speech. Yes. Yeah, that's like feelings like, oh, man, like I, I want to get into this. But like I, I was reading about it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, like all these teachers trying to ban uh, to kill a mockingbird. Um, crazy. in in schools and this from like a left wing perspective because they're just like well like it's you know it's it's kind of centering the white voices in like the you know segregation south uh and i'm like what oh my god that was such a like if you want to include other black voices and like you know different perspectives from that like there are a ton of great books out there written by like black authors that center black characters you could do that to kill a mockingbird is is also Good. It's also good. Like it's, it can also be good. Like it should definitely should not be. But it, you know, it's like hurting the the students' feelings. It's not in like I don't know. Like it's it's like a whole thing, and, it, and that's not like quite like banning stuff, but it's it's that same direction of like stuff that is on the left ends of being stuff that is too challenging, or like maybe doesn't fully align with my view of the world ought to not be talked about at all. That's like I I, I used to not be like with this, but like now like I I I kind of get like erosion of culture around free speech and how that's important and i'll still say like private companies can do their thing on facebook blah 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 but it's still not good they can do it legally but it's not a good thing when when companies when institutions like start imposing their values in a way that doesn't allow people to access materials and to exchange ideas uh, the the free free flow of ideas can only be accomplished through speech and that that's a reality so yeah, sure. Um, Let's take money out of it. And, 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 you know, 
Yeah, Patricia uh, on YouTube says, you can say anything you want, but there could be consequences to your speech, like getting punched in the mouth. Okay, I, I don't think that's a legitimate response to getting, like, violence, I don't think is a legitimate response to speech, like, most of the time, right? Like, it's, I think there's such a thing as yeah, fight, fighting really words, and I think that perhaps that's what our friend Patricia is referring to, right? Like, yeah. if you say, if I say to you, hey, Kevin, I, actually, I can't even pretend to do it because that that's inappropriate, but, like, there there is a yeah. level of speech where you're you're calling someone out, and perhaps we'll get to a story about that later. But th- yeah. there's a certain reality there. There there are consequences to certain types of speech. Sure, I, I get where she's coming from. Yeah, sure. I mean, there, and there are consequences. Like you know, if it if you say something profoundly stupid and your employer no longer wants to associate with you, like that's, that's a thing. I get that again. Like I can like sort of get uncomfortable with like, ah, is that like also erosion of free speech culture? But like, you know, I work in a place where like clients are sensitive to their own reputations and like, they don't, you know, want their brand to be associated with someone else. And so then my company might not want to be associated with whatever I'm putting out. Like I get like, that's the thing. If I say something profoundly stupid on here, there could be consequences for that. Right. Yeah, got banned, uh, and I get it. Like what's we that? got banned for a while. Remember <laughs> we did. I was talking about rye bread. That's yeah. why, you know, it's well, it, like Facebook is anti rye bread. Um, and like in anti, like sharing stuff at parties, apparently, um, that's, that was so weird. you know, I, I, I never, I can never follow the community standards nowadays. It's too tricky. Um, you know, I don't know who can, but we're back. But we're back. Yeah, we were able to stream on all the platforms again. Um, but anyway, we, we got like, I don't know, we got like a minute left in this segment. So I don't think we're going to get to the Nikki Haley stuff where she's talking about banning anonymous online accounts. So. We should talk about that, though, a little bit in the next segment. And we'll get to kind of refer to homeschool. And then we'll get into our fun news segment. So this is kind of going to work out pretty well, if you, if you think about it. All right. We're, we're, we're going to time it well. We're going to get we're going to get it right, folks. Uh, so so all that being said, we're about to head up on break. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Thanks for all the folks who are already joining us in the comments. I know a few of you have uh, put stuff out there. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to be back here on a free solution. on WSL in just a few minutes. Yeah, consequences like being fired, losing friends. And losing friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what Patricia on uh, YouTube says. Yeah, like losing friends. Like, yeah, you could say something stupid or mean to someone. Like, and you don't, like, because I'll hear some people, like, they'll say something like just totally rude or unhinged or like racist or whatever. And, and they'll be like, well, it's free speech. I'm like, no. But people, yeah, they people can use their free speech and call you an a hole too. Like, that's, uh, that's part of it. Yeah, well, you have a right to say it without getting thrown in jail, but if, if, Look, I've had plenty of opportunities to talk to people about their their racial biases and and their racial commentary, right? And but if they were afraid to talk, we would never be able to have a conversation about how they're so stupid and wrong and bigoted that if they don't fix <laughs> themselves, they're part of the problem. Do you see what I mean? Like, there's there's jokes, yeah. and then there's the the underlying kind of animosity of fear that comes out from bigotry, right? And so if you yeah. if they don't feel comfortable saying it, you don't get a chance to talk to them about why they feel that way and what perhaps is actually screwing with them. And I always 
find a way to blame the government, Kevin, to be perfectly honest. I'm like, you're focusing your energy the wrong direction, kids. It's the government that did this to you. It did that to them. And that's a reality. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, that, that's, that's probably a healthy way to redirect that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I, to, to me, like I, I have, I, don't know, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I feel like shifting people in that direction sometimes ends up being like, it's like building a foundation on sand. It's just that they're like, oh, like, here's this other group now that, like, I can blame and project all my problems onto. It's Once you do that, you've got to start building that foundation of, like, and here's why liberty is actually important. It's not just, like, those are the bad guys over there. Go get them. Sure. It's, sure. I get it. You build the foundation so it's stable because, like, I've seen people be like, my whole <laughs> – What's that? No, 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 no. Like, it's, I think, like, I think it's good. Uh, like, what you do, like, trying to redirect people, like, is good in the short term, right? Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. It's just, um. You know, and like, unnecessary. It's just I, I've seen some people where, like, they're like libertarians include where their whole worldview ends up being like, yeah, everything would be better if the bad guys in government were gone, and that can easily switch to, well, the bad guys in government are really the capitalists, and then suddenly you go from like libertarian to like weird left winger. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen that before. I, I, it's on my page right now, man. Like my, my page yeah. is going wild like lately anyway. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. And then like, again, some people I've seen too, they're like, yeah, the bad guys who run our lives in the government and you know who they are. And then suddenly it's like the Jews or something, right? Like they, they shift the other direction. And I'm like, I'm getting whiplash of you just being mad that someone far away from you is like making your life worse. And I wish you had built the foundation of like, okay, being mad at the people who are, like in government and in power and abusing that stuff is good. Like that, that is, that is a valid criticism, yep. but, but let's build up. I'll tell you, otherwise you end up like our, like RFK junior too. He, he's like that too. Like the people in power are bad right now. Let's put my people in power and everything's going to be great. Right. Right. Like if you don't build a foundation of like, what is actually good, what is actually stable, what actually builds a free society. Yeah. You can get co-opted elsewhere. The pragmatic ease of accepting the lies of your elite leaders, a convenience of passing the blame to the other side, a convenience of believing in incremental wins will push the dime ever so slightly towards a government that favors you and punishes your enemy. That's one of my favorite quotes by by me. (laughs) Is that saying like you quoting you or is that that that's good though? That was was great. By me. It's my it's on my Twitter, my pinned Twitter quote. You know, like that's that. It's a repeating theme when we look at what's going on in society that that if we can just get a red guy in there, we can punish the blue guys. And the blue guys are like, we got to protect us from the red guys. They're going to, you know, I don't know, take everything from you. It's it's a very weird (laughs) dynamic that this social media has has brought out of people. I don't think we were always like that. And I think when we still get together face to face, it's it's not as bad as as that you know and tim that's why we need the ban anonymous online accounts all Ooh, right go we're, we're gonna... a good idea what a yeah what a great what could possibly go mm. wrong um all right we're gonna jump back into the show because like uh that was gonna be our next topic in ben what a what a what a good segue that the people on the radio show will not at all get the benefit right. from the segue but it's all right it's all right We'll just we'll, we'll roll with it. We're going to go back in like uh, about 10 seconds. Jump into that. Jump into the uh, the national education stuff. Yeah, Maybe the Randy Gardner uh, stuff. That. All right. Back in. A free solution. 
Welcome back to A3 Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson-Harris today, joined by Tim the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. And do we have a subject? Guys, some of you who, who are familiar with me, and I believe I've mentioned it on the show, one of my least favorite people in the world is, in fact, Nikki Haley. But she has an idea that I want to I want to put out there. Kevin wants to talk about. We, we want to break it down for you. She is, if elected government, I'm not sure whether it's going to be some sort of executive order, which based on her behavior is totally going to be an executive order. She's going to ban anonymity on the internet. Now, arguably there's a piece of me that is like, you know, I fight with a lot of people that I get the same vibe from, from a lot of different Twitter accounts. And I feel like it's just someone trying to make a point about Marxism or modern monetary theory. And they, they feel like my page, which is reasonably popular is a decent place to make those points because lots of people are going to argue with them and they're going to get lots of attention. Um, So if, if this anonymity was banned, we would know. Does that make sense? We would know who's, who's really running all those accounts. Yes. We'd get to the bottom of this. Um, we get to the bottom of the Trump Russia collusion thing too, because there was like five people that spread that narrative on behalf of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> they are all bots. Well, it's it's actually they're they're human beings behind it. We're human beings, but posting from multiple accounts yeah. and then like just yeah. generating virality from that. So so her proposal, which is not a new proposal, and um, but it, it is nonetheless a bad idea. But her. Her proposal is that uh, anonymous accounts online should be banned. So you can't go into Twitter, create an account with a random email, and just start posting uh, Twitter, X, whatever, uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. And uh, you'd have to verify your identity somehow. Um, and and, And it's hard to say, like, how which sites would have to comply with this right that that obviously like this is this is not a new thing people have come up with this before people have like asked and demanded websites to reveal user information before um with varying levels of cooperation um on including like comment sections like reason magazine reason online actually had to go to court for this they they had like the the feds go after them because the feds wanted to go after one of their commenters or something they said in the comment section of a website. So it's not just a, like a Facebook, you know, X thing. Okay. Uh, it, it'd be, it'd probably be like an everywhere thing. Um, and, you know, I seem like my, one of the local newspapers around here, I think, it, I think city at some point in time talked about like not wanting to do anonymous like comments in the past because people would fight in the comment section, say rude things. So it's like, it's, it's an ongoing thing discussed at various levels of, of government and private industry, but I don't like the idea of anonymous. What well, one, I don't like the idea of having to turn over like my identification to a social media company. Sure. Um, right away. Like I'm not particularly thrilled about that. And I say that as someone who has run political ads. So I've had to turn over my ID and address and get stuff notarized for Facebook. But like I did that as part of a business. So like whatever, uh, anyone else wanting to go and do their thing should be able to just go and post online. And like, we have a long history of anonymous speech. You know, you, you think about like some of the pamphlets coming out during the, the, the revolutionary period, um, you know, like the, the federalist papers, unsigned it was anonymous speech 
I mean, we kind of knew who they were, but like it was anonymous speech. Right. But like the but when I'm reading the, the local daily home hometown paper, the Daily Star, and there's there's people with cat profiles and, and pictures of, of dogs and, and they're in there like bashing Donald J. Trump, Kevin. It offends me. And I oh, wanna no, know. They're who attacking they are. your boy? Whoa. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, dox them. I want to. I want to know who they are, and I want to know where they live because I want to have a face-to-face conversation with them. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying. We're not here to talk about the Bernie Sanders fight thing. Yeah, no, but there's a part of me that that I think I, I think that social media is ill. Um, and so like, look, Nikki Haley wants to go with to war with Iran. I hate that idea. She wants to go to war with China. I hate that idea. She wants to go to do more war against Russia. I hate all of those ideas. So of all her ideas that I hate, I hate this idea the least. <laughs> Does that make sense? You hate this idea. It's like, this is the one you get on with. This is like, you have to like, Tim, do you, or do you not like post from any accounts where like your name is not necessarily on the, uh, the handle or the profile? I, I I'm not doxing myself on the radio, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. So that it's gotta be something out there. <laughs> apparently that answer is the answer, but, but, the, the, <laughs> but okay. I'm just saying to heal this great divide in our society. If, if, some of these fake accounts had to put a real person behind that account and put that out in the public. Would, would that heal some of the toxic discourse? There, there is a thought that uh, if you, if people like, if you have to associate your name with something, right, that you are more likely because of the consequences that we talked about at the end of the last getting segment, punched right? in the face. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, that you're not going to you're going to be less likely to make those rude consequences because there'll be or rude comments because there'll be consequences for you and your community, your job, your 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 friends, your mom, like your neighbors, your mom might get mad at mom, you, you know, even though my goodness, even when people put their real name and image, they still say the most awful stuff online. <laughs> so it's not going to fully stop that. No, no. No, there's there's like ah, a lot of people who say just like, well, man, your your real name is associated with that. You got you've tagged your employer in your profile. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop, bro. That was a really bad decision, bro. Tap a sock account at least. My goodness. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I I think in a way I'm like arguing um, devil's advocate because I don't see where one more authoritarian overreach from the government is going to solve any problems ever right like and nikki haley concerns me like very much she's very authoritarian and very very like she's gonna be very pro-war very a lot of things that i don't like so i I like your take on it um you know yeah i mean it's like let me like let me throw out like as as we start if they start doing this right like it starts becoming more of a thing right the u.s kind of being the the stalwart of like not wanting to do this type of stuff because like anonymous speech is like a valid form of free speech. Again, like we talked about the Federalist Papers, it goes back to the founding of our country with like Publius and and all the, the founding fathers who like wrote these advocating documents. Um, if the United States falls here, that again, I do think that's like part of an erosion, maybe a small part, but part of an erosion of culture of free speech. Um, because like sometimes like if you're in not the U.S., 
if you if you're in another country where maybe the government's not so friendly and you want to share your ideas critical of that government it may be very important to you to be able to have an anonymous social media account that's actually a fabulous point you know um and i like your point about the federalist papers too and and, and a lot of communists use pamphlets and anonymous pamphlets too, though. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm still kind of going to go with the devil's advocate on this. I'm working. That, I mean, they, they have free speech too. They can write, you know, like, you know, you can look at them. Okay, cool. This is illiterate garbage. And then you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. I mean, no, that- but again, too, it, it, I think we've had this conversation. It's important to know what people you disagree with are thinking and what they're advocating for. And then, you can formulate appropriate responses. Sometimes those responses are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And that's the beauty of social media. I, I like to put my name on on those kind of comments. But yeah. I we do have to have an, uh, the ability to communicate on some level anonymously. And I, it, it is a yeah. suppression of free speech. It's a little bit, again, like I keep going to the word authoritarian because I'm, I'm fixated on, on the growth in authoritarianism that I, I, yeah, I sure. sense it, every day. Yeah. And, and so like, again, my, my, my kind of bigger point about this was and why I brought up the other countries like in the U S there, even with this, there would still be enough like free speech protections at this point where like, you could still say the things that you're going to do. And again, I don't, people can still figure out like who's posting it on what, right? Like people always reveal something about themselves. Like it's not like, you know, you can even think about things like like libs of TikTok, right? Like something like that, right? Like people figured out who was posting that eventually. Like it's it's an internet hobby to try to figure out who's behind anonymous accounts once they try to get too yeah. big. But again, in some countries where like the consequences of you criticizing the state are jail or death, and somehow you still have access to, you know, you know, maybe like through an onion browser or something like a, you know, an X or a Facebook. Um, and you want to be able to communicate your messages in, in, in China and in Russia and Iran, wherever. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't think that social media platforms should go down the road of requiring government identification to be able to, to open accounts. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it's going to look a little strange if they like, if X requires that for the U S but not for, you know, some of these other countries you know the more i think about it too we would lose a component of humor there there's the anonymous satire accounts that are parodying you know aoc or victor she or or those things are fun and fantastic like if nikki haley's suggestion here this 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 executive order would quash parody accounts it would quash probably some of the best parts of twitter where it's actually funny and and actually like satire is a great way of bringing awareness to like over emotionality and over you know it it does a good job and if we were to lose that as a society that could be a real problem i mean it would be a real problem like i don't mean to understate it it would be an awful thing to elect nikki haley and have her enact this tyrannical order it's tyranny that's it i'm I'm done being nice tyranny Go back to this. You're you're back to like devil's advocate about it anymore. It's tyranny, Kevin. Yeah, no, just just like just about everything else that Nikki Haley. This is true. Wants to do. Uh, Where where are they? What Vivek call her? Um, Dick Cheney and three inch heels. Was that? I don't. What? 
Was it Vivek who said that? Oh yeah, I Nikki so. Nikki Haley was Dick Cheney in three inch heels. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that kind of speech would be a lot under her regime. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> She, and her speech coming back at him was vaguely like a threat. Like these are five inch heels and I can run in them and they're not just heels, they're ammunition. And it's like, it has a weird, thing. Has a weird comeback. I was like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, what was that? Uh, honestly, one of the worst moments in political history, as far as I could tell, it was so, and then she tweeted her comment. Tim, it's going to be a long year, man. <laughs> she tweeted her comment on, on Twitter, on X, like it was something, like some sort of telling point, like, oh, I pwned Vivek there. And I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the yeah, GOP is what. thinking with the narratives that they, they try to put out there. Like, I just don't understand them. No hope. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Tim, I don't know that we're going to get to the education segment. I don't. We, we, we should where you get to? still do it though. A little bit and, and then do go into funny, funnier stuff. Well, the, We'll go in the go into the funny stuff. We got so we're, we're, we'll all right. So we'll talk about uh, what we're coming up on 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 break in just a minute. But you know, just just to, to prep y'all for the next segment, give you a little preview of what's what's going on. We're, we're going to talk about why Randy Weingartner, um, who is it, she's the head of like the National Teachers Union, right? That's that's what her role is. The Association for um, the Federation of Teachers, or something like that. Yeah, right. So yeah, basically, big National Teachers Union. Um, Whatever it is, we'll get the name right. Um, and she uh, was, you know, talking about some of her reasons why people might be leaving public schools, and so we'll talk about that. And um, you know, yeah, Tim, Tim, were you one of those reply guys? Were you one of the? I I definitely uh, replied to Randy Weingarten on that stuff. Sure. <sighs> Yeah, so uh, so so we'll talk about that, and then and then we'll talk about the fun stuff. We'll talk about the you know the the weird like you know macho thing in uh, in the U.S. and that Bernie Sanders had to shut down. I I got the tail of the tape for you though, Kevin. I can't wait. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, the Libertarian Party's newest candidate for Congress. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Ray. All right. So thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution uh, on WYSL. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Yeah, I, I, I knew kind of that's what she meant. I knew that, Patty, I knew that's what Nikki Haley meant. But it was oddly presented. Vivek had really pwned her kind of badly. And her comeback was like, I don't know, she, you know, he, he's deep in her head right now anyway. Like, and, and there's yeah. problems with him. Uh, but, but our comment from YouTube, Patricia says, uh, Sharon Osborne said she always has a weapon, her stilettos. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, probably what she meant. But uh, I don't like, yeah, weird, weird comeback. I don't know, just not to to me didn't land. 
It's odd. I didn't think it came. I was just like, huh? They mostly people are yeah. confused. Um. Anyway, well, it's, uh, I, I'm looking up. I gotta look up Randy Weingarten's organization, AFT, American Federation of Teachers. Federation of Teachers, yeah. But she and she gets a lot of airtime. Like she, she's she's kind of like a go-to voice on CNBC and MSNBC, and um, she speaks on that on on behalf of of presumptively speaks on, on behalf of a large federal organization of teachers. Now, I don't feel as though a lot of you know NISA teachers feel like she speaks for them, but you know, right whatever yeah i mean it, it's one of those things like yeah it, she she ends up being like kind of a national spokesperson for this stuff although to your point she doesn't necessarily and can't possibly necessarily represent the opinions of all teachers but she she ends up being kind of controversial in that um she she says strange things like this that that i think ends up being uh an own goal for advocates for public schools a lot of times definitely that's her 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 gig right that's her that's how how she sees her paid gig definitely and and it was yeah it was kind of famous during covid for like being one of the loudest advocates of like keeping schools shut down yeah and then now she's pretending like she never said that like it's so oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot she she's like saying like oh yeah i I never once you know said i want to shut the schools down that's just she's all over it constantly she was yeah, I don't know how people like that keep their jobs. I don't know how that in it that palpable dishonesty survives. You know, where especially yeah. in this day and age where you can they can say the thing that they want to say, like, "Oh, I never really advocated for schools to be shut down," and then you you could post twenty tweets of her saying, "I can't believe they're going to kill teachers by opening the schools." You know, like it's just like she had like Donald Trump, who also does yeah. this. She does not care. Yeah. She's just like, nope, this is the opinion now. And if you don't, you're stupid. You know, like, if you don't believe that that's my opinion. No, that's what I'm saying now. That's it. End of story. I changed my mind. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Donald Trump will do that, too. And he's like, nope, nope. Who cares? You're dumb. (laughs) You're wrong. You're wrong. Wrong. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. Then everyone complains like, ah, look, Donald Trump lied. And then no one cares. We're kind of like, yeah, yeah, he did. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I don't know. So did all of you. Yeah, she's that, but like she's able to do that for like her core supporters too. Weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Look at what our politics has turned into. Amazing. Um, it is weird right. because we do buy a lot of lying from a bunch of liars and, and I don't quite understand it. And I don't know like why people don't want to hold the lying liars more accountable. Like just get rid of them, you know, would be nice. It would be, would be nice. It would be okay. Replace them with guys like me and you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just do that. Then we're, everything's going to be solved. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. So we got to do, uh, all right, let's go back. Let's let's have the actual radio conversation about her and what she said and everything. Okay. So we go back in about you know, eight seconds or so, and uh, then do the fun stuff. All right, a free solution.
Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson here today, joined by Tim the Freedom Marion. I'm here, Kevin, and we've been promising everybody a conversation about Randy Weingarten, the, the president or the chief executive officer of the American Federation of Teachers. And guys, look, she's out there saying that homeschool, she's recognizing the problem that homeschool is, is just exploding. It's basically doubled from somewhere below 5% to somewhere around 9% of kids are now being officially homeschooled. She, Kevin, yeah. is blaming bullying, gun violence, and I'm not sure, but like something about transgender kids like are staying home because things aren't going their way in school. Like, not a nurturing enough environment do you do you kevin think that that is an accurate assessment of the situation uh yeah and and she she also like like more services for special needs students and and whatnot right basically the the whole point is that schools are violent and don't meet students needs um which i happen to agree with she is right that that many public schools are violent and don't meet students needs um but uh that is among many other reasons too it's also quality of education location uh you know access like pedagogy like it's it's all sorts of stuff and also like this big shift too is related to a policy she helped push related to schools being shut down during covid like that's that's also a huge part of it that a lot of parents wanted a place to send their kids in school. They wanted to be around other kids. They wanted to socialize. And then when they did go into school, which was a tough place to socialize to begin with, given how schools are often structured, now it wasn't possible. They either couldn't go in or if they did, they were under the weird COVID restrictions. And so parents didn't like that environment, started picking up homeschool or charter schools or private schools. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that, that, those things are probably factors on some level, but that there is a much bigger people are seeing an agendized system of of or seeing a system that as agendized, which I, I gotta admit, and especially after COVID, that there's there's this structure there that does not necessarily put students first um anymore. Like and so it could be bullying, it could be a trans kid. It could be, hey, you know, we've got some values that we are uncomfortable with our our local school, like always contradicting. It could be all of those things. And it could simply be like our schools are not doing that well against the rest of the world. Like all of those things combined and homeschooling is going to increase. And unless we deal with all of those issues, most importantly, I think would be providing good educations where kids can be like critical thinking skills, mathematics skills, where we can linguistic skills, where we can count on schools to be providing those things, not politically agendized nonsense. I think that that politically agendized nonsense is a bigger issue. That that that's what I just want to say about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. That's, that's definitely part of it. And a lot of parents are making decisions based on that. They, they feel like, uh, Schools end up being propaganda machines, and uh, I like that. Yeah. You know, I, which uh, is fair. <laughs> I get it. You know, again, I've talked to some like teachers who are uncomfortable with this too, and have seen it happen in their schools. And uh, yeah, that's definitely part of it. And you know, part of it too, I think, is just uh, 
it's that it's also again like the quality of the school where you are you know like again i think about this like personally in my life you know like okay i go to rochester city schools um i've talked to other parents who've sent their their kids to rochester city schools for a while and they they did complain about violence like that is that is a thing right simultaneously we complain about violence while also complaining about like too many police officers in schools while also complaining about like lack of services well like there's a bunch of problems that either feel or may actually be insurmountable in like this particular school system. And what used to happen is people would just, they would just move to the burbs. Right. But uh, the cheaper option, because there's more things available is now you can find a group to homeschool with or find a charter school or private school. Like there's, because there's more wealth around for a lot of people, uh, not everyone, but there's more inexpensive and accessible education options allow you to you know share resources with others outside of the the restrictions of a public system sure uh, had to organize you're able to... to create that right so there was a high yeah. level of motivation to make that happen is is i, I just wanted to jump exactly. in there no right and and like like the 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 threshold for getting over that right it's like some of those resources like existed like 10 years ago like they were they were a thing like a while ago why why the explosion now like one is it's the, the politics thing two is the COVID thing yeah you know, and, and then three, because of the momentum from the first two things, there's now more options. Like if you want to form a homeschool pod, like there's more people who are thinking that way and able to like connect with you and get you the education that like you want for your child. Yeah. So Randy, like it's a momentum thing. Randy Weingarten is the kind of person that would make laws like to stop people from sending their kids, you know, to stop homeschooling. She's just that kind of authoritarian figure mm-hmm. in our society right now. She's. Nothing but trouble. Well, they'll, they'll, I mean, they, they'll they'll just scare you in the other direction, right? They're like, oh, they're going to indoctrinate your kids with right wing values, you know. Like, <laughs> and now we're going to have all these like little fascists come out. Like, I mean, that's it's not all that far off from like some of the criticism coming out of uh, like you know teachers unions no, uh, and how they talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I think you're close enough. I think I think our audience, for in particular, appreciates that view, right? Like that that that's what they're saying, and that's their scare tactic. So, yeah. Our buddy John's got a great comment out there, a great question. How do we not blame Jimmy Carter for that? I I blame Jimmy Carter for practically everything. I want to be very clear. Like this guy, this guy was landed gentry, slave owning from like rich, wealthy, slave owning family. And everybody pretends like he's he's some sort of benevolent the poor guy. peanut farmer. Peanut the peanut farmer. He was one of the biggest lies in modern politics. I, I he's and look. I know he's done good things with his life. I don't begrudge him his his family history, but still, what a show that guy put on with with the help of the mainstream media back in the seventies. It was just amazing. Like, whatever the misery index that guy, you know, I don't know. It, it is it is so funny. Like, because I I just I can't get that animated about Jimmy Carter, <laughs> but like. When when you talk about him, when like like Bob Savage talks about him, like the 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 guy from WYSO, sure. when, when you know when he talks about him, he's like, man, that guy is like just the worst. He's on like I got a shirt from WYSO at one point. It's like Mount Worstmore, and he was one of the presidents on he, it. He should have been. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I, I I still have that shirt somewhere. I, I don't I know where it is, uh, but well, Bob and I experienced know. him when we were children, right? And his sad sack misery index, and his like we're running out of oil narrative and like him getting, putting on a a sweater in the oval office to kind of help us all like deal with the oncoming winter. It was like, 
oh my god, I hate See, this. see, I'm cheap. I'm the guy in my household being like, you know what? We can put the heat down to 58. We'll be fine. Put on a sweater. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save like 30 bucks. Sure, that's, but that's a personal <laughs> choice, which I respect and have also lived that. But when Jimmy Carter was doing it as the president of the United States, it was one of the phoniest, most contrived things that I had ever seen. And I'm like, I'm like seven years old watching this guy going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't take it. Like, it was like that. It was. It was Tim, he deregulated the beer industry. He, he, Jimmy Carter gifted us craft beer. Well, he didn't give it. He got the government out of the way of craft beer. He, he, look, I, I'm sure if we go through his record, I could find a couple other things that I'm like, okay, okay. I don't hate him for that. He regulated the airline industry. Yeah. I mean, he did a bunch of other garbage too. Like it, the criticism of him is uh, pretty fair in a lot of ways. He, he did like like those two nice things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about the sweater thing, but like, yeah, there's the Department of Education stuff. And you know. yes, yeah, it's, it's haunting us today. Um, so. But I think we've talked about it enough about this. I, I think we got to talk about Bernie Sanders and the power of his 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 I don't know his domineering personality. He he prevented full scale violence on the floor of the Senate, Kevin. Well, it wasn't the floor of the Senate; it was a chamber. Yeah. But whatever, you know what I mean. Like he stopped the fight. He stopped the fight. It was awesome. He stopped the fight. Yeah. No. So it was um, it was a. Uh... Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, um, who's a, a senator from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. And he was reading, uh, yeah, and he was reading a tweet from uh, uh, Teamster guy, uh, Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien is, and, yeah. He's a thug, right? I mean, that's where organized crime went, was into the Teamsters, before they went into politics. So, anyways, that's Sean O'Brien's, like, legacy. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, like, you know, he, he challenged him to a fight. Like, the Teamster guy challenged this this U.S. senator to, to a fight. And Mullen's like, all right, we'll settle things right here, right now. Look, I, <laughs> I, I want to – Mullins is, is legit, Kevin. I don't know if you checked out any of his bio, but he's, like, a 5-0 and MMA fighter. Like, he, he's – Is he? Like, I don't no, know. No, like, he's, I, like, legit. Like, he's, he's like, in the, in the Oklahoma Wrestling Hall of Fame. And Oklahoma is, like – being that I have a son that wrestles, Oklahoma is a pretty like renowned state for having a, a pretty good wrestling program. This guy, this guy is a legit physical fighter. And Sean O'Brien would, I literally think, ha, like has bitten off, you know, way more than he can chew. So, and look, Mullins is like, look, we'll do it in Oklahoma at the Civic Center. Uh, we'll donate the proceeds to charity. I think people are going to want to see it, but I will fight you anywhere, anytime. And then, of course, he, like, did some sort of flex with, like, 87 guns in the back of his truck, which was kind of weird way to offer to fight someone physically. But other than that, yeah. I love it. I love it. But, well, no, but, but like, they're, they're talking about this, like, this, you know, like, this exchange, like, that started kind of on Twitter, it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he read him a tweet from this. And then he's like, yeah, you want you want to do – let me see if I can – I'll see if I can share the, the clip of it. But, like, he's like, you want to do this right here, right now? Come on. And he stands up he and – But Bernie <laughs> You know, they, they get, they're in, like, a Senate committee meeting. Yeah. But Bernie Sanders put the kibosh on it, bro. He did. Standing up, he's taking off his ring. Bernie Sanders having none of that. <laughs> I, I, 
And Bernie Sanders shut it right down. So that's a credit to, to Mark Wayne Mullins because, honestly, <laughs> no offense to Bernie, but he couldn't stop Mark Wayne Mullins if he wanted to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. And look. I mean, yeah, Bernie Sanders probably not going to physically get in the way of this guy, but he's just like, you're you're a senator for goodness sakes. Which is, which is fine. Like, that was a legit act in, <laughs> in a Senate hearing as far as I'm concerned. Like, Look, and it goes to our free speech thing, like, and that fighting words issue that I brought up. Like, if if you're going to issue fighting words and you want to back them up, and look, it, to give Sean credit, even though I don't think he's a physical match, um, he may outweigh Mark because Mark's not that big of a dude. I think he's like 5'3". Um, uh, to give, Sean was ready for it. Let's see if he takes him up on on the offer to fight, though. I, I have a feeling he'll he'll we'll smarten. But, but but maybe not on in a U.S. Senate committee meeting. <laughs> I honestly, what better place? Didn't isn't that how they better used to place. do things back in the day? I mean, really, it, it was just. Um, oh my goodness, I'm gonna forget who the U.S. senator was in the 1860s who was caned on the floor. Um, oh, we had Massachusetts senator. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget it's it. Okay, it sticks, but like, I don't there's that there's not 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 too many fights outside of like him and I don't know maybe Andrew Jackson probably fought someone. Yeah, I'm sure maybe Abraham Lincoln too. Yeah, sure. But not I don't think on the floor of the house like he just you know he was just kind of a a, a pugilist. I I do like that that they did kind of both respect Bernie Sanders' authority in that room. I do think that. They did, even though some of their behavior was Carl inappropriate, it was almost okay. Like, they, they respected Bernie. They went back to business. They did offer to fight each other, and, and they had it coming, you know? Like, that's it. <laughs> I know. It's goofy. I know. This is this part of the uh, I don't know, continuing circus of Congress. Yes. Half the time. Although, to be fair, like... To be fair, other like like parliaments around the world, they have actual like fist fights. Like yeah. it's like it is not a common thing in the U.S. And I think it's actually a good thing that we don't like routinely devolve into like beating each other. I don't know, Kevin. <laughs> there's a candidate for uh, I can't remember where he, where Arizona, the eighth district. Who I think if if he gets elected, he is going to bring back a certain level of physicality to the House of Representatives and. He's running as a libertarian, Kevin. It's beautiful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's uh you know, we don't we don't have time to fully talk about QAnon shamans candidacy. This this is a guy with, with the full like headdress thing. He was up at the the you know, the the podium on the the house floor. Nobody knows uh, more about government government tyranny than that guy. Right. <laughs> uh yes. Uh that that distinguished gentleman uh which is something they'd have to call him if he were elected but yeah, i'd love that all right recognize the gentleman from arizona the distinguished gentleman from arizona with the horns like look if fetterman can dress in basketball shorts and you know a hoodie why not it's just it's just clothing anarchy yeah uh and the in the senate and the house now so so why not all right that being said we are out of time for the WYSL show. Thank you so much for joining us, WYSL audience. Online audience, we're going to keep going a little bit. we got a couple other things to talk about. Have a good night, folks. Take care.
yet. Uh, let's say I, I'm uh, may, maybe less excited about QAnon shaman's uh, candidacy, Jacob Chansley. Yeah, but does he call himself the QAnon shaman, or is that just the the mainstream media denigrating? Well, that's the yes. That's the um, I don't know. Maybe he did embrace it. I feel like he he embraced it a little bit. I would, um, <laughs> but I would. thought it was funny. Uh, but yeah, he did because he he got like he did get arrested. Like he ended up serving like a tiny bit of jail time, I think. Two, right? two like, years, Kevin. It yeah. was two years two of years a four-year sentence. Not nothing. Yeah. And it, like he he got this uh, mercy release <clears throat> right around the time Tucker released a video of what his experience was. Like they had lots of cameras on him a lot of times, and I, I don't even know what he was convicted of, to be perfectly honest. But he he was a peaceful protester he he walked a lot of situations back where he he was like hey guys let's all just calm down you know like we don't need to be breaking stuff he was that kind of guy and and they still like prosecuted him i'm not a big fan of the whole january 6th prosecutions kevin you know that but some of it i understand some of the things that got broken i understand there were some acts of violence but it it was not an insurrection and fine that's it i i stand by that um yeah i was trying to i'm like i'm trying to remember what he was among the first rioters in the building according to the justice.gov press release on this use bullhorn the lead rioters to incantation okay, okay you know that just seems like free speech okay well i, I mean, um yeah they passed police lines heading in, so I mean, they're. I don't know if he broke anything. Hit the building through a broken door. Uh, scaled the the Senate. Uh, the Senate thing, and he took a seat, and he took pictures of himself on the dais and refused to vacate when asked to do so by law enforcement. Right. Arguably, the, the refusal the refusal to vacate is is something you should be fined for, you know? Like, a, a, a ticket. You know what I mean? Like, unless you physically refuse to vacate, like, refusing an order. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm protesting, right? I'm sure Rashida. You know. Well, yeah, like I mean, you do that at like the governor's mansion, and it's a pre, you know, planned thing, and they just like say, "Okay, cool, thanks." Yep, stay down there in the lobby. You, know, you got. Okay. We're we're gonna charge you with active disorderly conduct, yeah. and um, you know, so they yeah, he was one of the guys I think they 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 made a bit of an example of. Like he's acting like I don't know. Sorry, he was acting like a jackass. Like it's it's what it was Look, like i told you um, i had a buddy who said like i left it i left at 11 o'clock that morning like people were getting rowdy he's like i i was there he he a big fan of trump and all those things which which is fine right like i'm not but he's like things were gonna get weird i knew it i went home <laughs> you know what i mean he's like so yeah no i yeah I, I, i've talked to other people who are there too and they, they kind of said the same thing they're like um you know uh some people are getting kind of rowdy. Uh, yeah. You know, they they told me it was like all Antifa getting getting rowdy. I was like, no, oh, wasn't wasn't just them. <laughs> yeah. Is also the feds? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there were uh, the feds there. So look, this where where did it go? Oh, sorry, Brian. I I wanted to cover this one. Our buddy Vince is out there again tonight. Thanks for being here, Vince. Um, 
Politicians lying is constitutionally protected free speech. I know, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And Patricia found out. I was, I was reading the whole press release. Like, what was the actual charge they used? Uh, obstructing Congress certification at 2020 vote. Yeah. Which, um, okay. Sounds right. So it's probably like, a you know, a refusing a lawful order, trespassing, and, and like part of that, um, obstructing the business of Congress or whatever it was. Um but yeah, I'll I'll share that I'll share the uh, the Justice Department press release for that if anyone's curious. Um, but yeah, uh, I got on the Vince point. I got a screen yeah, share if I can get it up here correctly. Go ahead, go ahead. Mark Wayne Mullins is the guy Kevin and I were talking about earlier who challenged uh, Sean O'Brien to a fight on the floor of, uh, in a in a Senate hearing, which. Uh, Bernie Sanders managed to to quash. And so anyways, this is this is this is what he posts. Let's do it any place, anytime, with like 47 oh. guns in the back of his truck. I'm not like I, you know, like all right, that's a little bit overkill. Um and yeah. unnecessary, right? Like if he's going to physically fight this guy, we don't have to have guns there, but it's still kind of funny. And it still probably appeals to the people that elected him, you know? Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, definitely something I'm sure his constituents would appreciate, but yeah, if you're going to fight him, you know, you, you don't bring the guns, you just fight him. He'll fight. I, I, dude, I think he'll wreck him. Like I, I gotta be honest. I think that just even five, five wins in a, um, MMA situation, a professional MMA level fight is pretty solid. Um, so then I've got one more screen share I want to show. All right, all right. And and this is this is the response to his his posting that. And and I just like I'm not necessarily advocating for him, but he is um I, I do want to point out that that the toxic kind of partisanship that happens on Twitter here. Here's here. He is right. This, this is him looking like a scared rabbit. And that's sort of kind of one of those pictures of opportunity. Um, but where he is, is like in between the security guards that are pointing guns at the door. He's about seven feet from the door. Now to the screens, left as I'm look or to the screens right as I'm looking at it there's literally 47 senators crawling around under the floor actually hiding under seats this guy is prepared to take on people that come through that door if they get past the security guards with guns like to insult him for where he's at right here I felt no I mean that seems pretty reasonable all right so he's up there he's undercover because he doesn't know like exactly what's coming out right. or you know whatever it's Makes sense. You, yeah, I mean, that's you, not unreasonable. Yeah, as you travel to the right, as you're looking at that, that's where the, the Senate kind of travels down towards the, the podium area. And that's where all the rest of the senators are hiding, actually hiding under seats. Like, this guy's prepared to offer backup to the security guards if things go poorly. I, I just, like, wanted to point that out to our friends. Like, I'm not saying he's the greatest guy in the world. I'm just saying, like, this guy legit is one of those brave souls that would take people on to protect, to protect his friends kind of guy. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. That, that's what I wanted to, I wanted to be clear about because he's taking a lot of heat because of that gun. Well, 
arguably I get people making fun of him for the gun thing, but I just want to point out yeah. that picture right there shouldn't be the tell all story, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right. What, uh, what's the other thing? Oh, we we're going to talk about the, the conspiracy theory thing that you talked about. The, the, the Panama thing, the Panama thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, arguably, I I I uh, ran across a conspiracy theory, right? That the the guy who shot two people blocking the road in Panama, um, a they the a the people doing the protesting weren't necessarily just shouldn't necessarily be just dismissed as um, environmental protesters, right? Like. We, we, when you hear environmental protesters, you, everybody who's kind of halfway normal gets this picture in their head of people gluing themselves to roads and people blocking traffic in Manhattan. Um, there are things going on in Panama that arguably the entire country is protesting, right? They're strip mining copper. The government is, you know, using their version of eminent domain to take people's property rights and to steal mineral rights from people. So, Arguably, to call those people climate protesters, I'm not sure is accurate because the the conspiracy theory that as it was presented to me was that people are protesting the Panamanian government and the copper miners for the theft of property, for stripping the environment, for taking people's, you know, livelihoods, mm -hmm. their homes, all for the sake of copper. Now, here's where it gets even better right like so two right so like I'll, I'll separate like all that stuff to me like sounds reasonable and well within the scope of like stuff that has gone down in latin america over the last you know 150 years yeah, but right like hey companies come in they try to use legal loopholes bribes like all sorts of shady stuff sometimes like perfectly above board sometimes shady sometimes outright violence in order to be able to monopolize or extract a resource and take everything out and not leave any benefit or support for the economy um, in that country. I get that. Like that, that's is, that is well-trodden territory for Latin America. Like okay, it's, so, it's just a thing. So I got excited because that all made sense to me too, based on my understanding of the area, the, the things that I know governments do, the things that, that politicians Stealing people's property rights has long been an, uh, an issue for me. Um, so <laughs> arguably, actually, it's probably not funny, but the guy that that um, shot those two protesters was an agent of one of the mining companies that that's participating, usurping the, the rights of the Panamanian citizen. So that yeah. led me down to. Oh my God, what's really going on? And arguably, I don't know, you know, but it was a pretty good Twitter thread, really. And it was fun. Yeah. Supposedly. Even though I, oh, for a second there saying uh, post is unavailable. Uh, and so, like, again, like I read that, that Twitter thread, I, I saw the whole thing, and I was like, okay, like some of this, like, makes sense again. Like, maybe there's this connection with it. And, and it, that the picture of the guy, because they, they caught a photo of the guy, like, shooting someone, right? Was and it, it was weird because right? like, yeah and he uh and it kind of went viral among like kind of gun twitter 
Sure. Uh, Because there's a bunch of people who are like, oh, look, this is what you do to climate protesters. I do that too. And then a bunch of other people were like, nope, you you shouldn't kill people. It was so weird, man. It was a very Um, weird conversation. I'm not cool with shooting protesters. Like, to be clear, there's a little piece of, of everyone that gets like, oh, sympathetic in a way um, where your free free ability to travel is hindered by somebody who's having a mental breakdown, right? Like, ar- arguably, yeah. sometimes that's my position on environmental. Right, for sure. And, and, like, I get some of the people, like, I because I've seen these with, like, and I know this isn't a climate protest per se, but, like, I've seen, like, the climate protests, like, in the UK or in the US where, like, people, like, look, I need to get my child to the doctor. Right. It is an emergency situation. You need to move. And so some people will come up and they will drag those folks out of the way. And like that, I totally, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd be right with you. Yeah. Especially if you're my kid, like, yeah, I'd be, yeah, if not dragging them out of the way, then like running people over. If like, if, if my kid's life depended on it, right? Like legitimately, like that's a, a, a tough decision that any parent would like not want to be in. Sure. Like you're blocking my kid from getting to a hospital in an emergency situation. Yeah. Like. I, I would be capable of violence in that situation. Yeah. I want to be clear. You um, know, you know and that's so, so I get that. So like all that, all that said, so going back to that, like that Twitter thread, I was like, okay, I get, uh, maybe there's a connection. Maybe this guy, like maybe works for this company. Like to me, like I usually go with like Occam's razor, razor, like, okay, maybe there's this connection. It's all this thing. Like the Twitter thread didn't really like prove that. No, it didn't that prove well it, but me. it was still a good it was, it was like kind of all over the place. Sure. Like, so maybe it was, uh, it was a lot of innuendo <laughs> there. Uh, but like, Occam's razor is probably like, this is just some guy who was like mad and inconvenienced and chose violence that day. Um, sure. Because this is a thing that happens a lot. And then like the part where they really lost me is like, oh yeah. And somehow Mossad is involved. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. And, it just, and they're like, ah, it's Mossad and world economic forum and, you know, blah, 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 new world order. I'm like, ah, all right, yeah, you're going down the conspiracy rabbit hole now. You're just you're just throwing stuff yeah, out. But I, look, I enjoy any any like awareness raise of of the potential that the World Economic Forum is a group of Malthusian psychopaths that literally want to dominate the world and will steal all of our resources to benefit them while killing us in the process. Like, arguably, I know that seems like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> But they are I mean, like maybe like I mean we we've talked about them before and like there's some uh stuff that's a- absolutely worthy of criticism yeah. uh, with that group. It's they're not necessarily connected to like every single thing though. No, I know, I know, but like, if you they... can't just like like well, like a bunch of conspiracy theories like it would be like oh look and this and this guy in six degrees of separation later look it's a world economic forum somehow and i'm like all right look, like that's yeah. a, that's a stretch six degrees of separation later i'm having a beer with kevin bacon in a bar that's in right. downtown hollywood bro you know what i mean like i get that i still enjoy a good conspiracy theory and a good yarn and it 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 did trigger and guys feel free to check it out on my twitter like it's it, i posted a link to it actually the fact that I mentioned conspiracy theory and I kind of liked it got me a bunch of attention for myself. So my dopamine receptors were satisfied. So it was great, man. It was really, really Just good. reinforce that mechanism. All right. Talk about conspiracy. Get the likes. Yeah. Get the nice, happy brain juice. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. <laughs> um, Yeah. So what? like I, ha- I think I had another I had a kind of a that whole Jacob Chansley thing like that got me i don't know like 300 400 likes they just 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 the whole oh, sorry kind of semi sardonic he's definitely not the hero we prayed for 
yeah, here he is. Like, you know, yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I felt as though I hit the right tone with that. You know what I mean? Like, um, we, we did yeah. this big weekend, Kevin, uh, this past weekend up in Syracuse. We had Shane Hazel, Josh Smith, Rec- Michael Rechtenwald, um, Mike Termott. The New York New York Libertarian Party put on a really good event. Um, it was my birthday weekend, so I didn't really, like, I don't know, kind of wanted to hang out with my family and stuff like that. So that, that's, in fact, what I did. But I, I feel bad about missing it because uh, – you know, those guys are all fun and, and interesting. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that would have been interesting. I, you know, I did not even know about it. I, somehow I missed that. I, it's it's weird. I, I, I don't know how to, um, when we get into these political party things, like I, I was unaware that it was going to be as successful of, uh, and as interesting as, as of, of an event as it was going to be. Um, certainly some people reached out to me and, and made sure I knew about it and asked me if I was going to attend. And, and I appreciate, you know, Cody Anderson and Karen Thompson for doing that. Um, but I, I probably, if I had known that all of those people were going to be there. Um, so, so I guess what I'm suggesting is that the New York Libertarian Party has a communication issue that they, they need to find a way to resolve it because had I known that all of that group of people, a number of my favorite libertarians and a number of, you know, popular libertarians were going to be there. Um, I, I, I might've made the trip up, you know, for all I know, they did send me an email and I just totally missed it. I, I, I would, I have, there, there's definitely, there's a very real possibility. Of that. Yeah, well, I have a couple email accounts, right. And one of them gets like 3000 emails a day. Like if they send me something, I'm probably not going to see it. Um, and maybe that's on me. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Let's see. I, I, I feel bad missing that that group of people. It would have been fun. I would have got some great selfies with a lot of cool people. Oh, they totally did send me an email. I missed it. The Empire State Freedom Summit. Rail Lion Syracuse. 10th and 11th. We could have even hung out with Sean Hannon. And that in and of itself yeah, would have been good have. enough. Ah, oh, man. So. Yep. I feel bad I missed it, but... Uh, yeah, they, they totally did it. Lou Perez, some libertarian candidates. Lou Perez Shane is Hazel. funny, man. Lou is funny. He's yeah. a funny guy, man. It's funny. He, he guest, hosted the, the, guest hosted this show once. Like, uh, a free solution. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's right. I mean, because Larry knew him, and it, he's just like, ah, I need a sub. That was cool. So, he, uh, yeah. he was just on Larry's show not that long ago, and I caught a little part of it. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he's he's funny. I think he's great. Um, he's not a funny anyway. Video. Yeah, no, sorry. The Libertarian Party of New York. You guys totally did send me an email. I, I just I didn't uh, notice it. Yeah, honestly, we could have advertised it for him or something. You know, like yeah, if know. they kind of had. I don't know. Like somehow made us more aware. I guess. Like it, I don't know that it would be on us. Me and you are doing a radio show, right? Like that's our contribution to libertarianism. We we would have helped at least spread the word a little bit you know yeah. i don't know it's bad dad they talk about what on my radar <laughs> i had other stuff on my mind last week Always fortunately did. and you know i was in syracuse anyway but it was unfortunately for a funeral so um, it was just yeah, no. you know yeah um <clears throat> but uh but anyway i think i think it's time to call it a night it probably is we've, we've covered it all 
We sure have. All right. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Have a great night. A free solution.